Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. Thank you. I'd like to, uh, wow, I'd like to call my friend up. Um, Zach, you mind coming up here, man? Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I've met some of your friends. They've said very, very unking, unkind things about you. No. I actually suggested that they bring tomatoes um, to, to whip at you here. Um, folks, I... I uh, <laughs> Settle down, man. You're like a teenager. <laughs> well, uh, folks, if, if you haven't met Zach, um, you don't want to. Uh, I'm just kidding, bro. Uh, this is this is Zach Jeffrey, and um, dude, how long how long have you been uh, a part of this body of Christ, Wapak Naz? Since uh, 2018. How did how did you actually first come here, like? Who invited you? Were you drug in by your ear? Like, how did you come to Wapak Naz? Um, that was by my wife. My wife actually uh, brought me here, and she had a friend that was already um, coming here, invited us in, and then here we are. And uh, do you remember that first day at all? This wasn't on the list of questions that I, I, I gave you, but do you remember that first day at all? A little bit. I mean, obviously what sticks out is the orange. <laughs> I mean, all right. Uh, we were prepared for a Bengals Super Bowl, bro. I no, mean, no. Um, no, he just tells us, you know, older style, older build. I work at an old crush facility, so I'm like, okay. Um, the people were very nice, very introducing, meeting. Hey, who are you? What's your name? Um, stuff like that. And why did you stick? It's To me, it's a second family. Just when people ask you how you're really doing, they really want to know how are you doing. Um, yeah, it's just a, a second home, second family, and people care for you. And they can tell when I'm off. I can tell when they're off. Just, hey, what's wrong? Um, yeah. And uh, here at Walpock Naz, do you serve anywhere? In what capacity do you serve at all? Yeah, so as you saw the kids come up, that's the kids I teach one Sunday a month. And then one Sunday a month, I do the church security to walk around just check on things make sure everything's okay if there's any issues try to help with people and um, also on the church leadership team mm-hmm. or church board how you want to call that so I've been doing that since what was that was it June or mm-hmm. we started doing that yeah and then teaching the kids this June will be two years so it's been mm-hmm. it's been a delight and you've been involved with our teens over there yeah um, went to yeah. camp with them you were a teenager <laughs> yourself for a couple days yeah it was a blast it was great it was that was a great experience itself too. how is if you're a part of his life group can can you at least like whoop whoop real quick 
<laughs> Jimmy's in the back. Yeah. How has Life Group impacted you and Kaylee's life? A little bit. A, little bit. a, a, a lot. lot. A lot. It's a lot. So this is the third round of Life Group, I believe. Like the first one, I didn't really share a whole lot towards like the end of the session. So we all, you know, like we grow in circle. So we're just sitting in the circle. We just kind of go around and share how our day is going and what we're dealing with. And I just always say, oh, everything's fine. Everything's good. And then eventually it just slowly let it start pouring out. And that has been a tremendous help of just their people willing there to listen and try to help. So, so tell us about this place right here and the significance of this place in your life. Man, I've been wanting to share that on uh, Facebook for quite some time. So that right there is a cabin that is in uh, near Teleco Plains on the outside of the Tennessee mountains. Um, that right there is where I received Jesus Christ. He was always with me even before I was even born. I know that fully, but that's that moment when we were there, um, we can go into the reason why too, but um, that's where I basically grabbed or hugged him back, where he was always carrying me through everything, that's where I grabbed him back. What, what were the, what brought you to him, man? Like, why Jesus? Just, even as, you know, young kid, kind of heard about God, kind of heard about Jesus, tried to read a Bible, stuff like that just didn't make sense and I understand now why I kind of didn't get super strong in my faith the things that happened that kind of led up to that event if I wasn't as strong in my faith and that happened I don't know how that would have turned out if I would have still possibly kept believing or things might have took a different turn but he's just he's the truth um, loving and healing and that's what I experienced so you're sitting here not only just to share your story, um, but to somewhat make an announcement to this church. Um, Zach, uh, God's been moving in your life in a myriad of ways. Um, you've been serving Him um, not only through the capacity of this church, and, and, and actually I want to touch on this because you do have some folks that are are got your back here that I've, I've got to meet today um, you're ministering in a very intentional way at your work through your vocation where, where do you work by the way yeah so I work at uh, Cargill there in Sydney it's where we uh, crush and process soybeans so the soybeans you see in the field that's where they eventually wind up and then we make meal and product like that for the farms and for all the feed houses so how how are you impacting those folks that that are here and those folks that are not able to be here today? What what have you been doing intentionally at Cargill? Um, there just be conversations that get brought up um, and don't always try to make it lead back to scripture, but somehow those conversations in control room, even when I was still on shift as an operator, they would just get brought up, and then I just want to try to live by the example of being, you know, when Jesus asks, say, be light of the world. So Jesus is the light of this darkness of this world, and to be an image of him, we are to be the light of this world for the people. So hopefully when people see me, they see a reflection of Jesus 
And yes, I, I still have temper and stuff like that, but hopefully to see a loving, caring man that's willing to help you through your struggles and trials as I've been helped through the people here. Wow. Um, so it, honestly, it, it seems to make sense that God's drawing you into his heart, and you've been, you're, are you perfect, by the way? No, 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 no. But you are a big deal, though, right? Yes, yes, I am. Um, Love making people laugh. But, right, this, by no means are you perfect, nor am I. Uh, this is actually the perfect place for imperfect people. Uh, that's who Wapaknaz is. We're, we're, I mean, the drummer just was, he just kind of sucked rough. over there, didn't he? It was rough today. I, Hey, we're looking for drummers. If you want a drum, I, I can go yeah, back to the I guitar. <laughs> um, by no means are you perfect, but God is, is doing a work in your life, and he's, he's calling you uh, into a particular direction of your life. What's the call on your life, bro? So I have accepted my call to be a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so much better to say <laughs> you owning that now is yeah. it washing over you yeah, man yes yes it is. so you and i have had uh have had some conversations over over some food and even during life group or after life group when did you have this sense that god, god was moving you in this direction of pastoral ministry whatever that looks like that was like march of 21 and I've talked to Matthew. He's not here. He's a youth pastor, but he's being deployed right now. So kind of talked to him like, hey, I have, I have this feeling that I need to teach or have a call to speak to people. And then he kind of walked through the rough steps of what it would take because I was always understanding, hey, you need to go to college and all of that. And um, he said, you know, well, if you want to serve, let's see what's we'll start here. And that's where initially I started the Pier 252, teaching the kids. And I'd say... It didn't go like silent of the call. It's like, okay, I'm working, you know, building my patience, teaching on a different level because I normally teach adults, you know, with training people at work. I think sometimes teaching adults is like teaching children, isn't it? Yes, it's a strange. <laughs> not these lucky. guys, though. Not, not, no, not at all. <laughs> it's a strange relation. You and can then, talk uh, to them tomorrow. <laughs> it's a strange relation. And then um, just it just kept pressuring me. I'm like, okay, are you sure you really want me to do this? And I just kept pushing it. And it just, not like I became miserable, but I just came like there was like an extra workload on me. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally said yes, I acknowledged my call, it just like went away. So, Did you, even when you came to Christ and you started attending here for the first time, was this even on your radar? No, no. I not out, no, not <laughs> at all, no. Not even teaching kids, yeah, so. Uh, was this anything that you wanted to do? No, 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 I'd say no. I mean, I like teaching and helping people, but yeah. I'd not say maybe in that manner. Yeah, and, and you and I have that in common. This was not what I had on my radar. Um, this was not my life plan, and uh, I, I fought it. How long did you fight this call that God was calling on you? I'd say it's been, it was about two years of, like, fighting and wrestling and arguing, like, are you sure, you know, always keep telling myself, okay, that's not what I meant to do. I'm not good enough stuff wise of that so if if there's somebody here uh or listening online right now um, that that knows 
God is moving in their life and calling them into a particular direction. It doesn't have to be ministry, uh, but into a particular direction. What would be your word of wisdom to them um, as they've been fighting or wrestling or, or dragging their feet? I'd say try even pray even more, try to open your ears, because there's been certain things that's kind of happened where I get that feeling of that push, like, no, not now, not yet. Um, and maybe have some some of your peers kind of like bounce some ideas off of because you're more willing to lie to yourself than your friends are going to tell you the truth. You know, That's you're right. going to tell yourself like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough speaker as I was even standing sitting there. I was still nervous. Um, now this is easy. But um, <laughs> yeah, I would just say have a good group of peers, keep praying over it and keep asking the questions. And then when you do, just boom, go into it, then wait possibly for the next call or next push what you need to do. So do you have any idea what this looks like for your life at this point in time? And no is an acceptable answer. <laughs> I, I will say yes and no. I will probably lead more towards the area of uh, grief and loss as I've experienced that with myself and other people in my family have experienced that so I got to see the outside view of someone go through that. So I want to help people through that because that was a really rough time and you've actually had opportunity at Cargill yeah so I kind of heard about it went to talk to an individual um, mentioned about sufficient grace hey they helped me um, maybe it's not what you need but it's people worth listening people will share the testimony um, how God has helped them and how they got back on their feet to what you want to call quote quote normal I guess this yeah. is your life now after yeah. this happened this is how you kind of get back wow so um, it's kind of a blank canvas for the most part right um, and folks uh, church friends um, the leadership team met with with Zach uh, and he shared his story he shared his heart um, and uh, the church the, the church board has voted unanimously to give him the local license. They affirmed what God was doing in your life. And today, right here, I had a frame, but it didn't fit. <laughs> Could cut the edge off. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that, man. <laughs> That's Kaylee's job. No, um, it, is, it is truly an honor and a privilege. And I, I mean that with the utmost sincerity to hand you today your local minister's license um, from Wapak Naz, my friend, and the Church of the Nazarene. Can we, uh, first of all, give God praise? Amen. Dude. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. You were loved, my friend. You were loved and appreciated, and uh, we celebrate. We celebrate you, and we celebrate what God's doing in you, and, and just simply going along for the ride. And so, uh, we're going to pray for him, um, and we're going to pray for Kaylee because she's along for the ride as well. Yeah. <laughs> Something was brought to my attention yesterday. Probably should start sharing even more with her. So that, that's the other big push, too, is just 
having a strong wife to help carry me through these things. So I'm not the best sharer, but like, hey, we're going to do this. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you kind of had a little bit of a heads up, but for whatever reason why, I want to try to fight stuff on my own. So hopefully that changes. That will. That will. God, God will move in your heart. He's been up. We're going here. <laughs> so uh, we're going to pray for him. And I'd ask you, you sincerely, truly, don't listen to me. I'm praying. W- would you please pray for him? Um, is that all right? You good with that? All right. Man, Heavenly Father, what a moment. What a moment that uh, has taken years to happen. Um, but it's all been about the, the small steps of obedience. It's all been, a, it, it, it's been all about listening to the voice of God and being obedient and even in the smallest of things. It's been about wrestling. It's been about struggling allowing you and inviting you in um, to the struggle. And Lord Jesus, I thank you that, that you have done some true healing in his life. He would be the first to tell us that there's a lot more to be had. And that's just honesty. That's genuine, authentic honesty. And I appreciate that. God, you do not call the perfect. Lord, you just call the willing. You're looking for people who are willing to step up, to step out, even in the smallest of things. Heavenly Father, I I pray and ask you that the Spirit of the Lord be upon Zach and Caleb and Lily, that your presence just move about their life. And Lord, will you enable him and empower him preach the good news to the poor and to the broken to the grieving to the lost to the captive to set them free free from sin and free from the things that bind them will you empower him and grant him your favor and will you grant him favor with people his co-workers his colleagues management leadership will you provide him a voice to those that he knows and to those that are strangers and Lord his church body those brothers and sisters he, he, still, he still engages with that he serves, that he loves and he cares about Lord will you use them, will you prompt them to pray to pray the full armor of God upon his life and we ask that today Lord he doesn't know the direction, he doesn't know what it all looks like, that's fine, we don't have to know all about being obedient in the moment but give him vision open his eyes and lift his head to to the maker of heaven and earth to see things that he hasn't seen to unpack the potential that is within him that you've put in him to use his gifts his skills, his talents, his abilities but also the hurts and the grief that he has experienced nothing's wasted in the kingdom of God nothing you use it all God so we open his heart and his mind provide him opportunity and where there is not opportunity may he create it and allow you to do some work Lord thank you thank you for Zach he's been 
he's been a friend and uh, he's definitely been an encouragement to me it's just awesome to watch him grow Father it's in your name that we ask these things today because we can believe, we believe that you can do the things in which we ask amen man any last words nah I'll have plenty <laughs> bro I just want to say thank you give me, give me a hug bro nah man it is awesome thank you you are a big deal yeah, thank you. hey don't forget this and just in case you need oh we'll get that sign not you I don't think you're the church board secretary are you no man this is pretty awesome let me just tell you uh, I, I think in in my tenure I've only been here about nine and a half years and uh, we've only you're you're number two that has been called to, to, to ministry and uh, folks we're gonna let the Lord do it right we're, we're not gonna push him in any direction we're gonna let the Lord open him up and allow the Lord to do the work and uh, he might be stepping up in some capacities here, but we're just going to let him do it. And, uh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited to see where you go. If it's here, great. If it's not, great. Um, awesome. And I, I want to say thank you to his family and his friends and his life group that have, have shown up here today. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Um, well, good morning. Um, it, is, it is close to... To end time, but a uh, couple things that we're going to jump into real quick. If you wouldn't mind opening up your Bible or pulling out your phone or pulling out the Pew Bible in front of you, we're going to jump into Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. Uh, today is the beginning of our Forward 23 vision series, and, and today you're probably going to go, Why aren't you telling us about what and how? Um, well, what matters most must take precedent of over what matters least, right? The what and the how and the where, that's next week and that's the end of the month. Today is about the who. Who is priority, right? Who was priority with Jesus being sent here by the Father? For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son. Who is priority? People is priority. So if you're wondering about the what and the how and the where, we're going to unpack that, not this week. So I invite you back to next week. I invite you back to next week as we start to unpack the what. And so if you would open up to Mark chapter 2, verse 1. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many people, so many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door. He preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralytic, carried by four of them. Since they could not get into, uh, into Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus. And after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, 
Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up and take your mat and walk? but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up. Take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them. This amazed everyone. And they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like that. Like this. Father, in the few moments that uh, we unpack um, our vision, we really want the Word of God to unpack our lives. Let the Spirit speak into ours, into our soul. And that we listen closely to what it is that you would have us do. I love you, Father. Even if I fumble and I bumble. It's your spirit that speaks. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Well, where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you work? Where do you go to the restaurants? Where do you go to school? Where do you play ball? Where do you coach? Where do you volunteer? Where's your home? On what street do you live? Who are the people around you? See, it said in the Scripture that Jesus entered Capernaum again. Entered His home. Well, He was born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, but Capernaum was His home. Jesus strategically planted Himself at this crossroads of commerce and culture in Capernaum to the north. Far removed from the religious center, as we know it, Jerusalem. But this was strategic for Him. This is the place where it was his nucleus of ministry, his ground zero, where everything worked. He potentially lived in the house of Peter. And that's where he started his ministry. That's where he left and came back. It was a stone's throw from the Sea of Galilee, which was a boat ride from the other side. The other side contained outsiders, those that no Jew would go and connect with and talk with. It was just north of Samaria where all the Jews would avoid because it contained outsiders where they lived. Jesus strategically set himself up where the Roman masses and the Jewish masses and even where the Gentiles would cross and intersect. Where do you live? Where's your home? Where do you work? Where do you call home? Where do you go to school? Where do you educate yourself? Where do you eat? Where do you play ball? Where do you retire? For those of you that are retired. Today, we have some maps on the wall. You were given a sticker, and I got some teenagers that are going to help us out. But if you don't have your sticker... They'll give you some stickers. You were given a sticker this morning when you walked into the room, walked into the building. 
I'd like for you to answer that question of where do you live? Where are you? When you leave here today and you get in your car and you go grub and then you go home and put your feet up, where is that house? For some of you, you live in Wapakoneta. It's that map over here to my right where T-Rav is over there. Some of you, your street's right there. But others of you, some of your friends that I talked to, drove from Vandalia, from Fort Shawnee, from Troy. Some of you who attend here regularly are from way far away. Delphus, DeGraff, Fort Shawnee. Not everyone here today is from here in Wapakoneta. So I'd like for you to take a few moments, and if you need some assistance, hey, uh, Ethan, you're the tall guy. We're going we're gonna to need to access your height. Do you mind, you mind standing over here? And Nathan, Nathan, can you go all the way over here? Because we're going to need to access your height too. These guys, if you can't reach, these guys will help you reach. But I'd like for you to take a moment, even if you're a guest here today, this includes you, because you're part of us. We believe that. We've been praying for you. We love you. Somebody invited you today because they love you. I'd like for you all to take a few minutes. Throw some elbows if you, need to ha- if you have to. But take a few minutes and go to your map. Go to your map and stick your sticker on your map. Over here in Wapakoneta, you actually have streets. Over here, just stick the sticker of your city. And Sandy, when you're done, can you play us some little ditty on the... A little ditty. If you don't have a sticker, they'll have a sticker for you. That's okay. If you don't have a sticker, they'll have a sticker for you. You may not be there, but put it as close to your city as possible. We were only able to get six by six, so maybe your city's not on the map, but get as close as you can. Take a few minutes. Where do you live? Where's home for you? And when you're done, you can go ahead and return to your seat. Appreciate you, man. Take a couple minutes.
Awesome. Hey, thank you. You were pretty... done, you can go back to your seat. Wow. All right. When you're done, you can go back to your seat. done you can go back to your seat we're almost done here your, your dinner in the oven will be okay it's okay and Lanada, they're all right they got some good food for you don't worry all right where you live where you work when people ask you where you're from, you know, Matthew, people ask Matthew where he's from. He says, I'm from all over. He was a military brat, right? He's currently in the Middle East. He's from all over. But where's home for you? And as we can see from this map here, obviously Vandalia is, is way down here. So sorry you couldn't put it on the brick, man. Um, Van Wert all the way up, up, up north, Elida, Lima, Shawnee, Wapak, St. Mary's, Sydney, all the way out here. Wow, who's this? Wow, that's you? That's far. You're Elida. <laughs> hey, we're love people loving people to Jesus, man. We're not booing people to Jesus. No one ever judged to Jesus, all right? Hey, as we come in to this moment, we're not going to be able to unpack the story as we would today. We'll talk about that next week. But I want to propose to you that where you are, you are there on purpose. Where you are, you are there on purpose. Whether it's your home or your workplace or your school system, or your athletic team, or where you volunteer, where you are is on purpose. For a greater purpose than yourself. I don't know about, about you, but I, I've talked to many people who think that where they are, particularly their job or their vocation, is, is a dead end. They just want out. They just want out. But, you might be right. They might be right. They just want to get out. However, 
I think sometimes we just need perspective on where we are. That actually where you are is strategic to the grander vision that God has in your life and for your life. Jesus strategically placed him in Capernaum. It's north, right on the Sea of Galilee. Village of anywhere between 1,000 to 1,800 people during the first century. Not a lot of people, but it was a crossroads. It was an intersection where a lot of people crossed. It was on a main highway. Where you live is an intersection where you work is an intersection God may actually have you there on purpose for a greater purpose for your life as we begin to unpack the vision of Wapak Naz for 2023 and a little bit more I want you to understand that it's about the people in which we come in contact with. It's about those that sit with you in the classroom. It's about those that are on the ball team, the swim team, the chess club. It's about those in the factory. It's about those in the restaurant. It's about those in where you live. My prayer for you is that your perspective shifts. That even if what you do doesn't feel like it has a greater purpose, it's not about the position, it's not about the title, it's not about what you do. It's about who you're in contact with. So, as we continue through the month, more and more stickers will get up on the map because not everybody attends every week, right? You're going to see the reach of this little church that's been strategically planted on the corner of Court and Benton Street back in 1926. And no, the carpet is not from 1926. Okay? <laughs> 1978-79 and it's lasted a very long time and it looks good but those people that prayed back in 1925 had no idea the people that would be here in 2023 you those of you that are here and those of you that are listening they were praying for you that was their vision in 1925 and 1926. I imagine the many, many people that you will impact because of where you have been strategically placed on purpose for a greater purpose than yourself. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. As you heard Grandpa speaking, as you heard 
Zach was impacted. I can tell you, I didn't know Zach before 2018, before he showed up here. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. He just showed up. And the impact that this ministry has had on his life, and I'm not just talking about the call to be a pastor. I'm talking about the healing that has happened between, in their hearts, the insights they've had about their own life, the character development, the integrity. Folks, we are love people loving people to Jesus. In other words, we're here to change lives, to allow Jesus Christ to transform lives. And we celebrate that. I encourage you, come back. You're invited back. We're here every Sunday at 11 a.m. I'm not sure if you know that, but we're here every Sunday at 11 a.m. To worship the Lord but also I invite you to come back next week and the following two weeks next week we'll unpack the what and how and in two weeks after that we're going to unpack a few other things just to give you a teaser It all involves prayer, people, and property. Intention, investment, and invitation. You were handed a little booklet. It's nothing special. It doesn't look special, but it's important and it's powerful. The next two weeks of Vision Cast. Today is about the who. It's about the people. However, we must understand that we cannot do what God has called us into unless we are people who are a praying people. Not a people who pray. There's a difference. People who pray, pray when it's time to pray. Pray when the food's at the table. Pray when they're obligated. Pastors are typically invited to have a meal with people just so that they can pray, right? No. A praying people, they saturate their lives, the life of the church, the lives of their family, and the lives of their communities in prayer. It's essential. It's vital as oxygen is to our lungs and to our life. Prayer is connecting with the Lord. It's as simple as Speaking and listening, and that's it. We speak, God listens, God speaks, we're listening for what He speaks. That's prayer. But as we move forward, I'm asking that you, whether you're a part of this church or not, you're invited into this. Is these are just simple prayers that I'm asking that our youth group, our kids, and our folks to pray over not only themselves but over this church 
Zechariah 4, 6 says, Not by power nor by might, but by my Spirit, declares the Lord. Where we go is all determined by the Lord. And if we think we have a plan and an idea, and He wants to pivot, we pivot. We need to be bathed in prayer. The people, our communities, and where you live, and our church. So in the next few weeks, I just encourage you to begin to pray over the course of this year through this, through this book. I encourage you to come back because you, you are important to what God has, not only for you, but for the people that you come in contact with. So would you please stand? I know today is a little choppy. That's okay. Doesn't have to be perfect, does it? Do you mind just bowing your heads just for one moment? Father, people matter to you. They're important to you. They're created in your image. They have value and worth and dignity. We don't exist for ourselves. We don't exist for Wapak Naz. We exist for the kingdom of God. These people gather to hear the word of God and to scatter, to impact and bring hope and light, to be salt and light of the world. And Father, you believe in us more than I think we believe in ourselves sometimes. So Lord, I ask that you prompt your people to begin to pray specifically for the adventure that we're about to embark on. That involves everybody. Lord, will you begin to unpack our soul? and our minds to help us find our fit and our role. But as we talked with Zach, Zach was just a willing participant in what you had. Grandpa was a willing participant in what you had in mind. May we, may each individual in this room Be willing participants in what you have in mind. The grander vision of God, not only for this church, but our lives especially. Lord, I trust you. I thank you. I give you glory. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for our new friends, and I'm grateful for this family that we call Wapak Naz. It is in your name that we ask and pray this morning. Amen. Folks, I hope you're encouraged today. May you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And will you please, please, please love your neighbor as yourself. Hey, and if you didn't get a chance to put your sticker up there, here's your chance. Thank you for listening to the Wapak Nas podcast. We hope you were moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you. And that you were moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community 
and to love people to Jesus.